Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. How are you? So, yeah, so like I promised, this is the next episode, right? That we're meant to have, so. Um, so we're coming in straight up, straight up. Uh, no, no breaks, right? So I just needed to catch up so that um, we would we would stay in in sync, yes, so that we would stay in sync with um, all that we're, you know, talking about, uh, all that we are discussing. Um, we have the topics, you know, set out for June already, so June is on prayer, and July um, already has its own topic, so I don't want anything to drag into the next month, right? So let's, let's catch up and see how far um, we can go. Um, with this right uh, yeah so I really hope that the last episode did bless you I really hope that it was nice I hope it was informative to an extent and it brought a certain level of clarity so um, this episode right is titled God's love language God's love language uh so there's this book, an amazing book, right? Um, the Five Love Languages, right? By Gary Chapman, if I'm not mistaken. The Five Love Languages. And I remember the first time when I got to read that book, it was, it was, it was, it was an eye-opener for many things. Eye-opener for many things. Number one, I got to really understand myself. Myself, um... In the way, like, okay, why am I more prone to some certain things? Why do I have certain attachments to certain things, you know? Um, why do I crave certain things? And why is it that when I give in a certain way, I have, you know, varying levels of, you know, appreciation? And, um, you know, a, a lot of people... I think, you know, they have this issue about, eh, you know, don't be too, um, don't allow yourself to be so influenced by certain, you know, ideologies. Um, especially, though I'm digressing a little bit, especially when it comes to the concept of things like temperament. Like temperament. I remember back then, uh, university, about you, we still have this argument. Yeah, you people should not allow all these temperament books, you know, get to you. Um, because we have the Spirit of God, you know, and the Holy Ghost, our temperament is the fruit of the Spirit. I you know, I used to laugh, you know, at the side because um, various people had, or different people had various ways of communicating that same thought. So somebody was more authoritative, Somebody was, you know, more diplomatic. Another person was, which is actually an expression of those temperaments. No, 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 let's do like that. Another person, you know, just cracks jokes about it, you know, makes it kind of like waters it down a little bit. And then, you know, another person is trying to be avoiding, you know, just being diplomatic. And then finally, the last person... You know, it's a very critical thinker, you know, tries to bring up the balance, you know. Those are like the four temperaments that are spoken about. 
these things are not anti-God. I do not believe they're anti-God. But they just show various expressions. And naturally, we're going to tilt towards some certain things. Right? We're going to tilt towards some certain things. For an individual, it may be words of affirmation. The best thing you can do to them is send them a text message, you know, or maybe, you know, share certain words. For another person, it's it's quality time. Or for another person, it may be uh, gifts, you know. Another person may be, uh, you know, physical touch. You know, what did I There five. Uh, words of affirmation, quality time. Okay, then acts of service, and then gifts, and then physical touch. You know, various people have their various needs. And there's something that I learned from God. He said that the worst way to love somebody is to love them based on assumption. That you assume that this is what they want. Now, because people naturally... um, Let's have this idea that people are not evil. <laughs> Do you understand? So, naturally, people want to show appreciation for the slightest um, expressions of love, right? So, you come over, you go, you go over to um, a friend's house, or maybe the house of a guest, or something, or somebody's expecting you somewhere. And then they serve you a particular meal without asking. Naturally, you would be grateful that ah, the person has gone out of their way to do something like this for you. And you know, you you try your best to show as much appreciation that as much appreciation as you can. Now imagine if the person goes out of their way to find out exactly what you need. And once you come over to that place, they present it to you. Now that hits home more. That hits home more. You didn't just receive a random gift. The person actually tailored the gift to meet your need. And so, yes, I know that we're not talking about relationships, you know, generally. But then just imagine that you're able to find out and figure out all of the little nuances, right, that an individual wants. Maybe you're in a relationship with someone, a friendship or something. And you're able to find out what they want or what they need at that time and then you give it to them at that time. That's the greatest expression of love for them. And so it's important. You see, I had this very crazy experience once. I I was at a camp and, you know, I was just, you know, we from Zaria, we moved, you know, down to KDB. So it was like different locations and also at the camp, vision camp. And um, the ladies, you know, they were the ones in the kitchen, they were cooking and all. So there were like different shifts. So at this point, it was like Zaria branch, I was serving with another branch. And then I went to one of my friends and I was like, ah, give me food or and then she now gave me one small food. So I was like, ah, bah. And so I now turned to someone else. I was like, ah, I'm going to be coming to this other person. And I left. So the next one, it came. And I didn't go to that, my camp. I mean, my the, the my friend, you know, the person that we came from, Zaria, together. I went to this other person. And I was like, I was like, I, I gave her my plate. She put food. She put plate. I was like, hey. I was like, I see my, my new sweetheart. 
my new sweetheart. And then the next time when I came to the kitchen, I was like, ah, sweetheart, something like that. Now, for me, I was in quote catching crews, you know, and I was just like teasing this my other friend. But the lady took it serious. She was like that, the way I said it, you know, that Allah, ah, and it became like a real, real tussle. It was a very, very, very big tussle. And, but anyway, I'm just saying that people have, (laughs) people have different ways that certain things are communicated to them. And yeah, once you're able to meet it, it, it helps. But then again, um, because people have varying understandings of love, right? It's very important that you find the best way to present it to them. To present it to them. Some people like hugs. It means a lot to them. For some other people, hugs, they don't like physical contact like that. Please don't touch me. It makes me feel awkward. And you may be a hugger. And then you'll go and try and hug the person. And then the person just wants you to do something for them to show them that sign. So, uh, like I said, that it's very important to understand what the person wants. Never love somebody based on assumption, right? Never, ever love anyone, right, Tyler, based on assumption. It will not end well. I can assure you, right? It will not end well. It will not end well. So. So. um, Today's topic, sorry for that pause. Um, You know, we're talking about God's love language. And, you know, we're talking about prayer and everything. And for me, anyway, I feel there's a, there's a, like, there's a, ah, what's the word? What's the word? There's a fusion between all of these five for me when it comes to prayer. There's a fusion of all of these five, so. What do you think is God's love language in prayer? I believe quality time, one. Now, why quality time? I didn't say time. Because a lot of people believe that the length of time that you spend in prayer is the most important thing in as much as it's an indication whoever you give your time to is an expression of or whatever you give your time to right is a deep expression of your value of the person right but the concept is not just time but then quality time that the it could be five minutes but within that five minutes the person has all of you Within that five minutes, a person has all of you. Because you could have a four-hour timeout with somebody and have 13, three hours and 
57 minutes of distraction and only have three minutes that there was a real conversation going on or the person really had your attention. But then you could have 10 minutes and that 10 minutes is completely sold out to that individual. And so I believe quality time. When we pray, are there other distractions around us? Are there things that are, you know, bogging up our mind? Or are there things that we are doing, you know, that kind of like serves as a distraction? It's very, very important that in prayer, you see, prayer is a two-way thing. God meets our needs and then in some way, you know, for the lack of a better word, we meet his. We meet his desires, rather. He grants us the desires of our hearts. We grant him the desire of his heart. And one of the things that I know that God really, really does desire is time out with his kids. He really, really wants to spend quality time, you know, outside of all of the, you know, outside of all of the, you know, general requests and stuff, real time, real time, there's a bonding that he desires to have with us as his children, right? God really desires us to have that bonding. And so I believe that that's an expression of a love language of God, you know, not just that we rush into, oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for the day, give us that daily bread and forgive us trespasses. And then, you know, we just talk about our needs, talk about our needs. Oh, no, 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 thank you. Because in quality time, you're definitely going to listen. You're not just going to speak. The person wants you to speak to pour out your heart to them. But then also at the same time, they want to pour out their heart to you. So, are your prayer times characterized with you just pouring out yourself and not being able to receive from what God wants to share too. It's very, 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 very important, right, that we give God quality time, especially in prayer, quality time. Remember, it's not about the length of time in as much as the length of time is very important, but it is not as much about the length of time as it is the quality of time spent. You've got a whole lot of things going on in your day and there are things that you need to work out and God is absolutely aware of this. But then the time that you leave for him, is it exclusively for him or is he sharing it with someone? Right? Number two, words of affirmation. Now, I believe that God does love to hear endearing words. So there's this stuff in Africa generally, you know, typically, and especially in like Nigeria, because of the various um, languages and cultures that we have. Um, there's this chance that used to happen, so especially the Yoruba and the Igbos, yeah, even the house up to, you know, they have different words for God, you know, they create um, the one that uses, is it the one that uses iron to brush his teeth, or, or the one that uses needle to pound yam, anyway, it's, you know, they have, they're just expressions, you know, of God, kind of like, I don't know if I, 
I'll call it endearing. If they meet you and say you're the one that uses brush, I mean, I have to brush your teeth. I don't know if it's endearing, but there are words, you know, qualifying how you perceive, how they perceive God. You know, the greatness of this God, the greatness of this God, the greatness of this God. If you notice, God Himself, when He speaks to us, you know, He calls us amazing names, you know, beloved, my children. You know, loved of the Father, um, blessed, you know, keeps on, you know, keeps on saying these lovely and words. And I believe that in prayer that the Lord does demand those things. And also there are a lot of times, you know, you could hear the Spirit of God say, wow, hey, Tyler, you've done an amazing job. Oh, Tyler, you're doing well, you're doing good even in the midst of the fact that things are going horribly wrong, right? And, you know, sometimes little words like thank you matter. Where you just rush into God, you know, and you're like, ah, Lord, you are the land of trouble, Judah, blah, blah, blah. And you're not saying it because you necessarily believe it, you know, but then you feel like it's just this lingo that you use in prayer all the time. And so... um Find those words. Be appreciative of the things that he does. Be appreciative of the things that he does. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, my master. Thank you, my king. Thank you, my redeemer. All of these words represent certain things that he has done and that you are acknowledging, acknowledging him. Acknowledging the fact that he is the doer. Acknowledging the fact that he is the doer, right? So words of affirmation, right? Thirdly, acts of service. So think about um, when you go out of your way to do stuff for him. Now, I think one of the greatest acts of service when it comes to God that speaks a lot of language is intercession. Now, intercession comes when you remove yourself out of the picture and then pray for somebody else. Um, I don't I don't think it, like you can't pray for God you understand right and so um, in prayer there may not be a lot of things that you can do in quote for him right but then when you step out of your own needs at that time and begin to pick up the needs of his own children people that he loves all over the world you know um, your family members your community your church leadership you know, individuals or, you know, search for his heartbeat and, you know, find out like, okay, God, who is on your mind at this time? And then you now spend out your time praying for the person. Now, I believe that that is an expression of acts of service. I really, really do believe that that's an expression of acts of service where, like I said, you go out of your way to do certain things and then you're interceding for this person, you know, and... Um, what you should give yourself you're giving to somebody else now remember Jesus said that um, you know speaking in Matthew 25 where some people you know they met the orphans, they met the prisoners they met you know various individuals the widows and they were like when did we see you master and we did all of these things and, and then Jesus you know replied and said for as much as you did it to the least of these, you did it also to me. And so, yes, 
in prayer, when we, t when we take out time to intercede for other people, it's an expression of acts of service to the Lord, right? An act of service to the Lord. And so, um, intercession, I think it really hits hard because, like I said, it's probably one of the most selfless acts of prayer because that period, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing to do with you. I remember there was a time I was walking back home from school, then in Bauchi, and, you know, I was just praying, you know, talking to God, and all of a sudden, a name just popped up in my head that... I can't remember the guy's name, but then he was, I think he was from Scotland, and he wanted to um, start, I think God, yeah, wanted to start a mission trip or something, he needed funds or something, and the name just popped up into my head, and you know, I just mentioned the guy's name, and I started praying, and somehow, I actually went online, you know, looked for the person, I couldn't find him, so it could have been an elderly person, I don't know, but when I was done with that prayer, Somehow I felt like the heart of God was satisfied and he was happy. It was like, hey, Pinka, thank you for doing this for me, for doing this for me. Um, so, yes, I do believe, like I said, I do believe that intercession is an expression of acts of service, especially, um, especially in prayer. Now, gifts. This is a little bit dicey. But I think I have it figured out. There are times that I wake up in the night, or it may not even be at night. There are times I may just be doing stuff and I'm like, hey God, I have a song for you. Like I literally just minister to the Father. I bring my offering. Yes, I think I got it. Yeah, so ministering to the Father at that time just loving on him just loving on him uh, ah. sometimes I could just pick up the guitar and just say okay Lord I have a song for you and I just want to sing to you you may not you know like because in prayer you may not necessarily have like an offering per se or something physical that you could give you know not like he even requires it in any way. And so I just, you know, love on him, you know, sing that song or, you know, just bring an offering in some way. It could be in a dance, you know, just doing something in court, you know, for him. And At those periods, at those times, I have seen, I've almost, ah, you know, for the lack of a better expression, and maybe it's my humanity um, interpreting it that way, I've seen the, the vulnerability of God. When I just pick up the guitar and I say, okay, Lord, I'm just singing to you. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just, this is my gift to you tonight or today. This is my gift, Lord. Here, take it. And I think that we could find different things that we could do. It could be a poem. You see, this God that we serve is real. He's not just an idea or some something that we cook up to make us mentally stable, you know, or give us some sort of soulish or emotional succor. No. He is real. He's a person. 
It could be an artwork. You know, just something that you present to him. That you present to him. I think we have an advantage, especially as musicians. But yes, then again, you don't have to be a good singer. It could just be a song. But you don't have to. Just let it be from your heart. Trust me, God sees the heart. God truly, truly sees the heart. And then the final one. The final one, which is pretty dicey because God is spirit. But then physical touch. I think this is mostly witnessed during meditation. Where you allow God love on you. You know, where you're just silent and then you just allow God to love on you. I don't know how best to express it, but there are times where you're just in prayer and, you know, it's be still and know that I am God moment. Right? Be still and know that I am God moment. At that time, you could literally feel like his embrace around you. And I feel that somehow, somehow, it's, 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 it's mutually happening. You may not necessarily feel or that you're engaging God in that way. Or maybe there's this touch and all, but there are times in prayer where you just allow God pour out himself and somehow you begin to feel those sensations around you. And it's sensations of love that are just poured out and your acceptance of it, your release to it, can, it, you know, it echoes the same thing. It echoes the same thing. So, it's very, very important that, yes, God has an understanding of all of these. And it's very important to find out what he requires at a certain time. I can promise you, Tyler, there are times that God wants you in his presence because he wants to just love on you. And so give him that chance to love on you. There are times that he wants you to intercede. So he may pop up names or pop up situations, communities or instances, ministries, um, whatever it is, individuals into your mind. Your interceding at that time is an expression of love. There are times that he may pop up, you know, things that he has done for you. And you know that it's time to be really, really grateful. There are times that, you know, he just, he may not, that the conversational part of the spirit begins to pop up. And you know that, I know this Lord, this is the time the Lord is really looking for quality time. And you can feel these promptings. There are times maybe you may be busy at work, you may be busy doing something, you get that prompting, be like, ah, the Lord is looking for quality time, and then you just shut down, and then you give him that time. And then, you know, the gifts part, where you just pour out your heart, you know, give your songs, your in worship, um, whatever it is, you know. Just, you know, you, you that's your own gift to the Lord, you're ministering to the Lord at that time. And so I believe if we can engage all of these things, it would make our prayer times a lot um, sweeter. And it would help us know that we are touching the heart of God, right? So 
even when you start to pray, find out, okay, Lord, what do you want? Help me to be sensitive enough to your desires at that time. Help me to be sensitive enough to your desires at that time so that I can do what would satisfy your heart. Right? So, yes, uh, that's that's a little bit about it. So, I'm glad that we've been able to catch up and I hope that this has really blessed you. has really helped you, right? So, um, this is me signing out, right? Uh, we have content for today, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, right? So, this is me signing out. We'll get the next content from Monday on Monday. And, oh God, I'm saying so many, so many things. This is me signing out, Tyler. Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I am always, always rooting for you. Bye.